0: Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Talk Podcast. I am here with my good friend Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, do you want to tell the good folks anything about yourself? What, what do you do? Your yeah. hobbies, your um, Hogwarts house? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, I'm a Gryffindor. If you want to know, um, favorite hobbies. Well, for Saturdays I love coffee i love working with coffee yes. uh, i was a barista up until recently uh, actually working with rocky at cure um got an awesome new job though so yeah. currently doing that now Congrats
0: um again.
1: yeah but i still love coffee still always gonna love coffee um and um i am a currently uh a student at Old Dominion
2: University, (laughs) Uh,
1: going back in the fall for graduate school actually, so that is a new thing that happened to me this week actually, super awesome, Um, still fresh, (laughs) still fresh, still processing, (laughs) Uh, so two years of that, and then I will be a speech therapist, which is my lifelong passion to work with kids who have disabilities, so um, I'm very excited about that. Okay. Very
0: heck freaking yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's freaking awesome. I remember oh, I forgot to turn my phone off, <laughs> <laughs> that was my phone. It's all in the other room, I totally forgot to turn it off. Uh, since I was like little, actually, I, I actually loved going to talk to the counselor and stuff like that. I yeah. had like a period, like, uh, doing like a um, well, this is middle school, so before when they were introducing us to mm. like getting used to like doing. Um, class changes yeah with the bell rings and stuff i actually had a period where i would just spend the whole entire day in the counselor's office which is pretty <laughs> cool it was just fun a and yeah i really like that so at one point in my life i didn't want to be a counselor because i mm. thought that was like really cool and mm. i wanted to help people uh but i do coffee i in a coffee and been a barista ever since and still am awesome and job. dealing with the food you know Super fun. food industry because you know people got to eat you know oh yeah food's so. never going away so sure. <laughs> 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 so uh, our topic today is mental health yeah uh, as well as the um, you know mental health of course last month was mental health awareness was, month yeah. uh, unfortunately I with my schedule didn't have the time to actually do a podcast on it, and I really, really wanted to, it was really sad, I couldn't do it, didn't meet those deadlines, (laughs) but we're back, and, uh, you know, we're gonna try to talk, uh, knock this one out through the ballpark again, um, like I said, mental health awareness, uh, dealing with our own mental issues, and leaving with positive vibes, and Mm -hmm. helping others, uh, so, um, Personally, I feel like I've struggled like through mental like like anxiety and depression for if not all of my life <laughs> since mm. since I I think since I became like socially aware like right I want to say fifth grade I think maybe sixth grade mm-hmm. I was uh, very um, yeah I got in trouble a lot at school <laughs> and the way that I am today like a lot of people never suspect that, and it's always like, kind of funny, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got suspended again, for what? For fighting. I was a very <laughs> angsty, just wow. like, because I stayed to myself, and like, I was incredibly socially awkward, and <laughs> like, I didn't want to, like, I had like a few people that I talked to, like a few people, like me yeah. me, but I was always at, like that one, like, weird kid in the corner, just like, mm-hmm. doing his homework, and <laughs> not really talking to people, and yeah, um, yeah, so I feel like, like even and even today, like I, I I still struggle. Like my main my main thing right now is definitely anxiety, like yeah. chronic anxiety.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, my fiance and I we went to uh, therapy just the other day. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. just literally just the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, we were just like talking about um, just anxiety too because she mm-hmm. has anxiety, and uh, better ways to help each other and recognize the yeah. recognize the signs. And everything like that, okay, like, you're freaking out, okay, let's, mm. let's wait, and, you know, we'll come back to and we'll talk, and everything like that, we'll just, like, go from there. Right. Um, do you have any, like, personal, like, experiences yeah. with anxiety?
1: Uh-huh. Too many, I think, actually. <laughs> um, I don't think I became aware of the fact that I had chronic anxiety until about closer to, like, late middle school, high school years, when things got you know, a little more um, intense in school, like, you know, with like exams and like more schoolwork, more responsibility and I, yeah. So there was a lot of like that, that just started coming, like like surfacing. Um, School always kind of stressed me out, but I didn't really realize how much I let it get to me until that point. And definitely came out like full swing in college when I started freshman year uh, four years ago, it just really hit me, and, um, I didn't really deal with it in the healthiest way, like, a lot, I let a lot of things get to me really easily, and I let, I put a lot of expectations on myself, even as a person, and I think that caused a lot of that anxiety as well, like, I just had these high standards for myself, and, like, performing in school and just, like, (laughs) keeping myself together in general, you know, and um, just things that were not realistic and...
0: Unrealistic expectations. Yeah,
1: and I just, I felt like the weight of the world was on me, and, like, it actually got to a point in, you know, my sophomore year of college where, like, it became a health issue for me, not just a mental health issue, but, like, an actual health issue, and that's actually something that people don't realize is that it can get to the point where you just, you know, you, you have like, like a
0: physical, physical, a physical, like
1: repercussions from like anxiety. Like yeah. I would have like panic attacks, you know, and those are like physical, that's a physical health issue where like you have, like you are like just having trouble breathing and keeping yeah. like stable breathing and going through your body. And, um, that would happen to me way too often in um in in school like with exams and i understand that like the program i was in wasn't the easiest and so it did had there was a lot of pressure with it but i also wasn't like handling it very well um or and like the the fact that i was so easily prone to like having anxiety just didn't help the situation and so i found myself in my doctor's office and Mm -hmm. you know he was just kind of like talking to me about it, who's like, you really, you really need to find a healthier way to cope with this because you're really young right now. Um, and you're already having way too many anxiety attacks,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, on a regular basis. And if you keep this up, you know, like,
2: it's going you long mean, term. might have like,
1: some heart issues yeah. or like even just like, like other bigger health issues long term. and." you you really don't want that Uh, to be a thing for you (laughs) as a young person like that's not something you want to hear from your doctor um and you know so i uh
0: i never personally had like a lot of uh anxiety attacks they didn't really Mm. come to fruition until Mm. like my later like later on in life Mm -hmm. uh like not really so much in i I had like a few and like middle school but honestly back then i didn't know what was going on right i didn't yeah. know that 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 Absolutely. this is this is not like this is not okay this is not good mm-hmm. uh and like freak out of course yeah and uh, i was like are you all right yeah like and i unfortunately i would say yes i'm mm-hmm. fine and like you know you know i'm okay mm-hmm. and try to brush it off and not let anybody like get near me and yeah. um uh so like but like later on in life that's when like i even like recently having like few, uh, few anxiety attacks and yeah. it's, it's terrifying. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's, they are it's yeah, terrifying. absolutely. Um, I so dealing with. I think I I had like way more like anxiety than depression. Uh, mm-hmm, I remember like mm-hmm. way back, like in like my high school years, I became very sensitive. Mm. Uh, um, in the most like silliest of ways you could say something to me and I would take it like personally gotcha. and get like I felt like it would be like a like a personal attack mm. and I would just like get upset or I would like shut down and it was like you're not a nice person you're you're very mean mm. it's like Rocky all I said was that your breath stinks mm. and I would take that as like Yeah,
1: you would like really read into yeah, like what people maybe would I'm say. ugly and yeah. X
0: Y Z and maybe I stink all the time mm. and no, you just had some really bad <laughs> cheese or <laughs> something, you know? Uh <laughs> So, and even like at home, it was, it was odd because I live with my younger, I live with my younger brother. He was only younger than me by a year. Mm. And, but I'm the older brother. Mm. So all the pressure was on me. It was one of those kind of households, like I have to be doing good so he can do good. And if I'm messing up, even if I do mess up, it was like 10 times more pressure on me because Mm. you're not supposed to act this way.
2: Mm.
0: And, uh, or you're not supposed to fail your class or you're not supposed to, you know, I was literally was felt like I was like a piece of clay and I was like getting yeah. molded into something that I did not really mm-hmm. want to be. And then I had, I had my breakout breakout year, I think sophomore year mm-hmm. in uh, high school. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh man, I, I turned into like a very rebellious teenager mm. Uh, I was... I started wearing, like, the cargo pants and,
2: mm-hmm. you know, like,
0: the chains mm-hmm. and I wore, like, black fingernail polish and eyeliner and I turned Ooh. into like, super... Because I was, like, so... And I was, wow. like, being so... as like, so angry at the world and wow. just so upset at, at my cousins who I live with. They were my guardians and, and like, you know... And I, I came home one day and um, I went out with some friends and she knew where I was and everything like that. Everything was fine. Yeah. And um, I left just kind of like normal, just yeah. dress And um, I came back home like later on that night and it was like, I came home and I had, mm. uh, I had eyeliner on and mascara and mm. my nails were black. And I walked through the door and everything like that. And she's like, you know, in a regular mood, I guess, right. you know, like she comes up to me and she's like, you know, she was like, talking to me and she kind of like squints <laughs> and she goes, is that, is that eyeliner? And I was just like, yeah, she's like, is that? Boy, if you don't get da a lot of starts yelling at me and everything like that. And then like I was just like, sit, mm-hmm. I was like standing, <laughs> wow. I was like standing in the uh, in the in the bathroom, and I was like just looking at the mirror, and like I saw myself, yeah. and I was I was okay with how I looked. Right. I definitely did, but. It wasn't how they wanted me to be, mm-hmm. and it was like, I was just felt like I was get, just getting pushed into this box, Yeah, and I was just want really, to like, cry, and it was just like, it was mm-hmm. like one of those scenes I felt like in a movie, I'm like crying, right. and I see all the mascara in the sink, and I'm like cleaning off my nails, no, and I'm yeah. just like crying, because like, I was just like so angsty. and
1: yeah. I
0: that was actually a really big turning point in yeah. my life, I felt like. It was like a really, like one of those things I like really came to realize, it's like, wow, if I have kids, I do not want to them to yeah. feel like this at all yeah. you know if like my kids gay straight by uh whatever like you know like I wouldn't want them mm-hmm. to feel like this if they want to go out and dress in black and everything like that I I would love them regardless right. and uh, I just realized that like at that point I that was like a really big pivotal moment in my life because also because it made me realize who the person I wanted to be Mm-hmm. And started, and that's when I really like, realized it's like, you no, know, they're making me, be somebody else. Who I don't want right. to be, and I don't want to be anybody else yeah, but myself.
2: Absolutely. So it was like a
0: really big like individuality yeah. kind of thing that I realized about myself, and like, and I just started wearing it, and I still did it though. I still yeah. like, I still like the next day, I th- well actually not the next day. I think like I waited because she was <laughs> so mad. Um, I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't get, um, I didn't get hit or anything like that. I was just just a lot of like yelling.
2: And yeah. I will
0: not have that in my house. And right. Da 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 da. And you know, you want your brother to be doing this, and I was like, I don't mm. care what my brother. I, mm. Well, I, I didn't say I don't care what my brother right. does. I actually said I don't care about my brother. Mm. Shouldn't have said that. But I was upset.
2: Uh, right. But right.
0: yeah. Um, and I think that was actually also one of my huge triggers, like mm. where I actually started to like be, become really anxious about coming home. So I would not come home mm. for like any excuse. Because I was anxious, like, what if I came home and I was wearing something that she didn't like, Mm. that they didn't like? Uh, What if I came home and, uh, I don't know, I got in trouble again for school because I was wearing black fingernail polish Mm. or something. I don't know. So it was a lot of, like, I had, it was a lot of, like, at-home problems. um, And, like, those, like, in those years and everything like that, and it was, like, very triggering. And, like didn't want to like do it Mm. and I was unfortunately I was the kid and one of those kids in high school that was trying to be cool Mm -hmm. and I remember like I got I was dating this one girl in high school and she was just bad news for the Bears and (laughs) um, really bad like uh, influence on me because like I was that kid in school that wanted to be cool Mm. so I had the jacket the leather jacket smoking cigarettes before class started (laughs) across the street from school so I wouldn't get in trouble (laughs) And everything like um. that um but i think so after after high school um i didn't finish actually so but after high school after my brother graduated and everything like that um i actually had to get a job
2: mm-hmm. so it
0: kind of forced me to like grow up yeah and i just didn't want to and everything like that again still being molded i'm still that piece of clay yeah, and um I am. Uh, it was, it was very, it was, I just held so much angst and anger mm. and I had no outlet whatsoever. Yeah. So again, if you were to say something yeah. to me, I would like, you know, I would, I would get upset and I was just like, okay, mm. you're, you, okay, Well, cool. I I guess I am ugly. I guess I am like nothing. Right. Blah,
1: blah, blah. And, yeah. yeah like I think a lot of that, like. Stuff that happens to you in your childhood or like earlier on in your life, I mean en- any time really, but especially like what happens to you when you're younger, kind of like causes or is the root of a lot of mental health mm-hmm. issues that anyone has. Mm-hmm. You know, in today's society, like if you ask anyone, a lot of them will start with like. kind of stories that you were just telling me about like earlier on in your life that were like kind of like the root or like the start of all the issues that came after that and like for for me you know that was just you know school in general like school (laughs) just gave me anxiety and like oh yeah also you know my parents did have really high expectations for like our grades and whatnot and so that kind of added to it um but I would have to say that, like, for me, a lot of my more deeper, like, heavier issues with mental health started, like, in my more adult years, like, in college. Yeah. Um, Which is something, like, super different because a lot of times, it again, like, I hear people talk about their childhood and that's, like, oh, this is where it started for me. Like, for me, it was, like, the complete opposite. Like, oh, okay. it started for me, like, four years ago, you know? Um, and, like, Even just recently, like a year or two ago, like it was really bad for me. Like thinking back to like where I was then, where I am now, there's a complete difference in who I am like inside Mm -hmm. as a person. Um, And I think that I speak for a lot of people when I say that going through hard relationships, um, whatever the situation may be, um, breakups, you know, just, just college there. stress, like stuff like that. Work really like gets to you, and for me, that like breaking point was unfortunately like my a past relationship that I had, uh, I like a couple years back with um, a not so nice person. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, I you know I made the mistake of dating this person and it seemed fine at first and then when we we sort of got comfortable in the relationship uh, he started showing his true colors as a person and um, got very verbally and emotionally abusive and very like started very subtly and then it just kind of like just came out like open full force kind of just the way it is and it, yeah it really messes a person up <laughs> you, you know you could be in the best mental shape of your life yeah. when you enter into a relationship and if something like that starts happening it can really mess you like up Like really, um, take, yeah. because like it or not like we all have parts of ourselves that we don't like or we are insecure about either way like and you have a person who's now openly poking at those areas of your life and Mm -hmm. not being sensitive to them bring
0: them all back into life you know
1: really like demeaning and like it it hurts it sucks you know um he would just poke at you know my anxiety issues and be like you know like you're you just need to be a little more organized or like you just need to stop stressing so much like just be like me and everything will be fine you know like and i'm Mm. sitting there thinking like you don't know what it feels like yeah. to have to deal with what I deal with on a daily basis. Anxiety isn't something I chose to have.
0: Oh, yeah, Most It's something
1: yeah. that came into my life without invitation from me. And now I'm having to fight it and deal with it. And it's a lot harder to get rid of it than you than someone who doesn't fight with it. Or who doesn't have to deal with that on a daily basis? Like, they don't understand like the work that you have to put in as a person to work on yourself.
0: Oh, it, to get through that. Yeah, yes. And
1: you know, for someone to just discount that and say, "Oh, you just, you just need to stop stressing, or you just, you just need to calm down." Like mm-hmm. that's the worst thing you can say to someone who has things. You can seen, just
0: calm down, or you, it's, you
1: just need to calm down. Yeah. Like, well, you know, if it was that it's, easy, I would have done be, it like yeah, five yeah. minutes ago. <laughs>
0: other this years ago. Yeah, you know,
1: and so he would just poke at things like, like constantly and just, like, like, you know, physical, you know, parts of myself that I was insecure about, like, just just all kinds of stuff. And, you know, after the relationship ended, I, um, for a while, I was kind of in denial about the fact that it had messed me up. I was like, it's fine, I'll get over it, you know, or j- I just need to distract myself, breakout, yeah. like, you know, I'm probably just overreacting or whatever, because he had kind of, like, actually in a weird way, like, conditioned me to thinking that I overreacted about things That's in the relationship. That's one of the worst things, yeah. He would constantly just say, you're overreacting, you're overreacting, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not as bad as you think it is, or you're just, you know, it's so just all bel- in your head. Literally and yeah and so like when it came to my emotions and my the aftermath of dealing with everything after the relationship I just started doing the same thing to myself and um, unfortunately like fell into that's when I started dealing with some depression actually like that was the first time I ever really faced having to deal with depression was Mm -hmm. in that moment Um, And I, you know, started pushing away people in my life unintentionally Mm -hmm. because of that. Um, I didn't know how to deal with it myself. So I was just really embarrassed about, and I was too embarrassed about letting anyone else know that it was going on in my life. So I was just like, it's fine. I'll figure it out. Like, I don't need anyone to tell me, you know, what, you know, how to get through this or whatever. Like, I... I was a very independent person in in every aspect of my life, and I still kind of am. And so, stuff like that was really hard for me to admit to someone that like, I'm not okay, or like I'm like seriously messed up right yeah. now. Like, especially because at that time, I had mentioned this to you earlier in a conversation that like people had this like weird like opinion or expectation of me that I had in my life together. Yeah. Like yeah. my friends would just look at me and be like,
0: "Man, you well, Like killing it
1: yeah <laughs> you know you're doing amazing like, how, I mean. how do you do it like you just always look so put together or you just always look so organized or you just always look like you know everything is all like it, you know just in the right order in your life like mm-hmm. how do you do it you know and it, you know the thought of like that actually not like I knew it wasn't true from the start I hate when people told me that you yeah. know I yeah. it, like cringe inside because I'm like, that's not, <laughs> that's actually not, not true. Like not at all what's I am going a on. hot mess. <laughs> it's, and especially when it got to that point after mm-hmm. the relationship was over, I was even more of a hot mess. And mm-hmm. I just became so hard for me to be around those people because having to hear that, like, oh, you're, you know, you're just so put together and blah, blah, blah okay. was even harder for me to hear because I knew it was even more so not true now. And, you know, yeah. It was hard because I started screwing up a lot of my friendships as a result of not wanting to get help. I was too stubborn, I was too proud to admit that I needed help. Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure it out on my own. It's the biggest mistake I ever made in trying to figure out my mental health on my own. And the biggest mistake anyone can ever make, is another thing I'll say, like, do not ever think that you're going to get through this by yourself, because you won't. Yeah. You won't. Um. (laughs)
0: Definitely learned that. Yeah, definitely felt like I
1: learned it the hard way. That you need support. You need a support system. You need someone who is clear-minded and level-headed to sit down with you and work through, process what is going on in your head. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I just got to this like breaking point with everything that it clicked to me that I really just needed to get help. You know, Mm -hmm. I I was so scared that I was going to lose all the things that were important to me because I was being too stubborn to not get help. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to lose my friends. I didn't want to push away my family. You know, I didn't want to, like, screw up my future, you know, with school. Like, even Mm -hmm. I was in college when all this was happening. My grades were not terrible, but I could... I could tell that they weren't the best that they could be, and that I was, like, just not, like, I was at this apathetic place, even with my studies, when I usually would never be that way, because I loved what I was, like, studying about, like, it was my passion in life, and, like, all of a sudden, I just didn't even care about that. That's when I knew there was a problem. Like, yeah. It was, like, the most, the thing I'm most passionate about doesn't even matter to me anymore. Like, that's, that's So you saw the the signs and
0: started to, like, really address them.
1: And and so I found how I finally decided, I was, like, hey, like, I, therapy like yeah. <laughs> and that was a hard choice that was a hard decision for me because one like you know i was stubborn and i was like i don't, I don't need therapy <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another reason was because i grew up in ho hu- in a household where um therapy was not a thing you didn't you didn't go to therapy yeah. to deal with your problems yeah. you know yeah. that 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 was just like like why would you pay someone to like talk to you. to talk to you yeah. about your problems like you you can like you can figure it out another way like that that's not yeah that's that that doesn't work you it's know no kind of they like... didn't believe in therapy, and so for me to like decide to do that um was also like a big decision and a hard choice because um i I knew that there would be some pushback, you know from my family about it but also i was an adult at that point in my life so i i was allowed to make that decision for myself um even though my family was still in the picture because at this point hey like i get to make decisions for myself and right now i feel like this is probably the best solution to get myself back on my feet and so i went ahead and did it anyway um And it was honestly the best thing I could have done for myself aside from, you know, becoming more vulnerable with my friends about what was happening. Um, And that came with time after going and starting therapy that, you know, my therapist kind of helped me become more vulnerable with my family and friends about what was going on in my life and how um, I was feeling and how I was doing Mm -hmm. Um, and even just kind of educating my family and friends on, like, what goes on in my head and, like, how to help me cope Mm -hmm. through those things when they are happening. And um, the therapy process was definitely not, you know, uh, effective at first at all.
0: It's definitely definitely one of those things that, uh, because that takes time. I remember going Mm -hmm. to therapy myself. And, yeah, I, just like you, I was too proud, I was too vain i didn't think I needed it i didn't i didn't like asking for help uh,
2: yeah it's I even
0: one of those things I still struggle with today yeah. i don't like asking for help I feel like yeah. that I can' do it uh almost any I feel like I can do anything I like yeah. to and um I think that that's great up until like you know when your mental health comes into play mm-hmm. comes into like comes the is- becomes the issue um, I already told you this too, like you know I was in a relationship that i don't think I had any business being in, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it was, it was, it was rocky from the get go. And mm-hmm. then we got into an argument and, you know, she just told me that you need to get help. You need, you need to, you need some type of therapy. You, yeah. it, you need to go, go see a therapist. And I got so upset because I was like, I don't need therapy. Why would I ever need therapy? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't need it. Hmm. And uh, the more I, you know, like afterwards, the more I thought about it, I was like, well, maybe, maybe I do need th- to get help. I Maybe right. I do need to you know figure out like what's going on and make sense of what's going on in yeah. my head upstairs you know cuz uh I was you know I didn't I didn't want to lose my friends and I felt like I was and I was pushing everyone away and I didn't want to talk to anyone yeah. and um yeah so when I first went it was very odd it was very mm, foreign mm-hmm. it was very foreign cuz mm-hmm. I was just like I don't know what to talk Absolutely. about you know I like yeah don't want to there's just this
1: random person yeah that I am now like S- telling my deepest darkest secrets to my my deepest insecurities to yes. and like mm-hmm. somehow they're like getting in my head and like
0: kind of, I felt yeah, like it, it was, it was,
1: it, it, it's a, it's a re- weird feeling, for yeah. sure.
0: I felt like they were, like, yeah. connecting wires in my yeah. head, <laughs> and it was just like, well, okay, well, I never made, mm. I never actually thought of that, and Yeah. Was like, well, do you ever feel like this, and why do you feel like that, and mm. I was just like, I don't know, I was like, I, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know, <laughs> um, uh, but it was very, it was very interesting, yeah. I at least when it first started, yeah. uh, like you said, just this random person, and, yeah. like, I'm paying you to, to you, it's weird right and I've things I've never even said out loud before yeah you know things I've never even admitted to myself mm-hmm. uh it was a it was I I did it for about three years I think mm-hmm. actually and like I think the first few months maybe the first like half year it was not going anywhere and I was like maybe, oh, yeah I didn't you know and sometimes yeah that's okay sometimes it's you won't get it with the first counselor off after Absolutely. that um I was like maybe I didn't Do Mm -hmm. it right, you know, Mm -hmm. or maybe uh, you need to go about this a different way. Uh, I still gave it another shot, Mm -hmm. and fortunately, you know, it deal. It did yield some results. Um, I was put on medication for a a, a while. um, Okay. For I was put on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicines, and I I became a different person.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: It was. I think that was probably like probably one of the lowest points in my life. Mm. Was like after well, after my brother died, like, and then yeah. I was, I was already going th- to therapy.
1: Yeah. And
0: then my brother died.
1: Yeah. And then I was
0: just like, my, my mom really stressed that I still like, stay mm. because like after that, I, of course, you know, you shut down, you don't want to do anything. Oh, absolutely. work didn't matter. Yeah. Friends didn't matter. My own family didn't matter. Yeah. I didn't matter. Mm. Nothing mattered. And, um, she was like, you know, I really think you need to go tomorrow. And I was just like, I don't Go. I don't, mm. I don't feel like talking about this. I don't want to. It was still fresh. It's like I'm yeah. really let you go, and I went. And I think honestly, yeah, it was the best decision I think I've made in my whole entire life. Yeah, um, making that decision to still stay with it and everything like that. And um, yeah, I think uh, that whole like process and se- uh, I guess segment or period of my life. I don't know. Very interesting. Um, it was very dark. 'Cause mm. I you know, I was on the medications and I'm not trying to sway anybody off of medications or right. scare anybody away from medications. But they do have they some
1: do. serious side effects to them. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: and it was just all yeah. new. Everything was new. Uh everything mm-hmm. was it was nothing how uh, how I ever ever experienced before in my life. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it was i I'm just thinking back to it like now, it's just
2: mm. pretty, mm-hmm. pretty
0: gnarly. I um mm-hmm. I was in the hospital myself. I put myself in the hospital, mm. uh, I, I don't know when exactly. It was after he died, but um, I did it once, and then I got out, and uh, that person who I was uh, with at the time, we had mm. already broken up by that point, but she was still around, mm. and I still talked to her, even while I was in the hospital and everything like that. And my mom's like, you guys shouldn't talk
1: mm. And
0: I was just like, I don't care what any, I don't know, I just didn't <laughs> care. Yeah. and uh, got out, and then we had another falling out, and everything like that, and um, I, I was really, like, I felt like I was cracking. I was, like,
2: mm. I,
0: I was cracking at the seams. I was, like, completely, like, breaking down. Wow. And, uh, like, just mentally and, and physically. Yeah, I lost, yeah. lost the, you're definitely right, you know. Yeah. Uh, mental illness does take a, even a physical toll yeah, on your, your body.
1: People gain weight, people lose weight, you mm. know, just there's so many things that start happening to your body.
0: Yeah. I uh I I didn't eat. I lost I lost yeah. a lot of weight. kind of starved myself, honestly. Um and then I ended up being back in the hospital for the same reason. Mm. And uh it was that that second time uh that it was like, okay, I can't do this. Right. I can't I can't keep doing this. I don't want to do this yeah. to my parents anymore. I don't want to do this to my friends. So I have to like
1: that's a lot of times what happens when people finally decide to get that help that they need yeah is they finally decide that like wait a minute like this isn't just like affecting my life anymore it's affecting so many other people around me and like when you realize that it it becomes so much more important so much more meaningful to you Uh, to get help and you finally realize why you need it because you don't want to hurt the people that are most important to you in your life that's like that's terrible like you would never want to hurt them you know and Mm -hmm. the fact that like you didn't a lot of times you don't realize that because it's just happening self like subconsciously Mm -hmm. you know through that whole like process and then and you're like oh no like and you finally yeah. realize that you're hurting them you're like okay yeah no we need to like reverse this because like, i just i don't like i i can't imagine life without these people you yeah. know and that yeah honestly like that is a turning point for a lot of people yeah who struggle with mental health issues and
0: it was it was definitely like a big turning point yeah. i got i remember leaving out got guy at the hospital and first thing <laughs> mom was like what do you want to do first thing i said i was like i want to go get a cheeseburger and uh-huh. we we went to go get a we went to go get a cheeseburger, and on the right there she told me everything that I missed out on, and mm. everything like that. Yeah. That. So you know, of course, you, when you're in the hospital, you're allowed to have they have visiting hours, and my yeah. dad came to see me. And this is my this is my adoptive dad. Mm. And um, you know, it it was just him, and I was really surprised. And I yeah. was when I came out and I saw him, and it was just him. I was mm. nervous because mm. I don't talk to my dad a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm. But you know, he's my dad. He must still love me. He still loves me. You know. Um, you know we talked and you know it was a regular visit he left and she told me that and she like when he got home that night all he did was cry Mm. And uh, because what I did and well what I did and you know he felt like he got a second chance with me but he didn't with my brother Gotcha. and that just blew my mind Yeah. well one because I never seen my dad cry uh, other than that night of course but I besides Mm. that I never seen my dad cry and like to think of that and the thing about what he said, because he's a very reserved mm-hmm. type of guy, it was like, okay, all right, yeah, I really got it. absolutely. You know, so, you know, I started to get on the routine, take medication, yeah. do some type of hobby, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and just, you know, the thing with mental health, on uh, that recovery track, that was like that recovery track, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know... Um, I don't want to be better just for myself anymore. I want to yeah. be better for my friends right. and my loved ones, my family right. and, and everyone around me because I love them. Mm-hmm. And I think once you realize that, you know, like you're on the right track. Yeah, and absolutely. that's when you really start making those those right changes yeah. in, in your life and start realizing that, okay, all right, yeah. I need to see this through, yeah. you know, not just for me, but yeah. for the people around me.
1: I think even with the whole therapy process, you have to like – decide for yourself that you're going to you're going to allow this to help you and you're you this is going to work for me Yeah. because you can come into it with a very like closed mindset.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I did.
0: Yeah. Exactly. When you know I right, came into
1: I it, guess. I didn't think that this whole therapy thing was going to work for me because I came out of a household where that was drilled into my head that yeah. therapy is very unaffective and honestly they're just there to take your money you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it you know I was very skeptical going into it um and the first couple months few months of therapy like I really I, like you I didn't really make much progress because I would go in to my sessions with her and I would say all the right things, you know, she would ask me questions, I would be direct, and I would, like, say all the right stuff, but honestly, there was no emotion Mm -hmm. in what I said or how I reacted. Yeah. I didn't allow myself to feel the things that I needed to feel and, like, let it out and truly just be, like, vulnerable with this person, and I think it was because I still didn't have that like level of trust with her that I that would yeah. eventually get me to where I needed to be. So one day I come into my session and she's just like I need you to promise me that you're going to come in next time and just be okay with however you're feeling that day and not hide it from so me.
0: So she knew she could tell. she could
1: tell she, could she tell. read me very well and yep. she knew that this whole time <laughs> i was playing her like i was just you know telling mm-hmm. her everything she wanted to hear but again you know she's a therapist she's smart she knows like yeah. how to else, you're this. trying to mentally also to think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so she was like i want you to come in the way you are next time and if you're having a crappy day you come in that way i'm not going to be offended by the fact that you're in a bad mood Mm -hmm. or that you're you know you're out of it or whatever i want to see that that is going to help me better help you like i need to be able to read your emotions i need to be able to read the things that are that are making you feel upset and what's causing you to feel upset and she pointed at the the box of tissues that each therapist has in their office. Oh, and yeah. she's like, I haven't seen you use these once yet. And I'm not saying that everyone has to cry or, like, flat out bawl their eyes out when they're in my, in therapy with me. That's not how everyone reacts to things, but most people do. And what you went through, I I know there is... I know there's pain inside of you, and I know you have something to cry about. I know it. You're not letting yourself feel those things, and you're not letting yourself let it out because you're embarrassed to cry about it. Yeah. And you're too proud
0: to let it out.
1: Uh And I'm looking at her, and I'm like holy crap like she just (laughs) totally like figured this out how like now i'm actually gonna have to be real with her and that became really scary to me but also like it was kind of like i got called out and that that was good because i knew i had all of that pent up inside of me Mm -hmm. and it was i was tired of just paying money for no results,
2: yeah, because but. I was
1: blocking all the results, I was just you know causing it to be unaffected, mm-hmm. and that's something people need to realize too. It's like because it's not working doesn't mean it's the therapist's fault, like it could honestly be you just not allowing yourself you to, to like open up, up as you. much as you need to. And it's scary to be vulnerable again with a person that you don't know that well, but the thing you need to realize is they, this is probably the safest space you will ever be in to be able to let all that out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because their job is to literally keep all that private. They're not allowed yeah. to, by law, yeah,
0: to any re- of that it, yeah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm.
1: uncover all the, any of that to anyone outside of, the, of that little room. So y- you don't have anything to worry about. And so, like, once she called me out on that and, like, we had that talk you know, that's when the real progress started happening because I was now challenging myself to, like, be real with her and, like, really let out everything that I was feeling in the moment and not be embarrassed about it. Um, Because there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, being hurt and being upset and, like, having, you know, all those different emotions is totally human and totally normal. And you. you have a valid point to feel that way like you have you are you know you're a human you you got hurt you know you're upset you know Mm -hmm. you the way whatever you went through whatever happened to you that you know that's not that's not okay like that shouldn't have happened or whatever you know whatever it may be you know and you never have to feel like it's your fault that you know this is happening and that you're feeling this way like it's not It's
0: not. (laughs) I think that right there is a very big point to hit on is that this like whatever that you are going through, it's not your fault. Yeah. You know, if you're hurt, it's not your fault that you feel hurt. Yeah. Um if you're depressed, it's not your fault that you that you're depressed. Yeah. Uh you can get through it. Um, Exactly. I feel like with society there's a certain stigma when you tackle like when you bring up uh, you know, mental illness. I kind of feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of like a taboo thing that yeah it's not very comfortable to talk about absolutely you know uh, it's not definitely another thing to talk about at parties or in a group yeah or anything like that uh but it needs to be talked about
2: yeah. yeah yeah you need
0: to find some type of outlet whether it's this mm-hmm. uh whether it's you know going to a therapist mm-hmm. or talking to someone yeah uh is i i just think because it's such a controlled thing that not a lot yeah. of people like talking about it is it's extremely uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's so it's so um, i can't think of the word right now it's such a touchy subject yeah
1: yeah um, absolutely
0: but like and, I just, and
1: yeah. it caught and it requires a vulnerability which is something that Compassion a lot to. of people are are scared of doing yeah. because again like once you open yourself up to that extent to someone you're literally showing them all the parts of yourself that you don't even like or that you're afraid of.
0: You're showing them, you're showing them the nasty stuff. Yeah, yeah, and
1: that's a risk. Yeah. Because you don't know how they're going to react. Exactly. You don't know yeah. if they're going to judge you for it or mm-hmm. not, you know? And. But the thing is, how they react is not your responsibility. Like... That's, if you share that is, with someone, wow, I love that. like,
0: <laughs> yeah, you're I love responsible
1: that. <laughs> for your own reactions. You're not responsible for other yeah. people's reactions yeah. or their actions. Like that, yeah, you don't need to feel bad
2: mm-hmm.
1: about what's going on with you and sharing that with someone. If that makes them uncomfortable, oh well, like move on. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and I think that's, the thing that most people are you know having trouble grasping is that like well what what if i tell someone and they Mm -hmm. don't they're like you know they see me differently because of my mental you know health issue or whatever like oh like i don't want people Mm -hmm. to treat me differently because all of a sudden everyone knows i have depression or anxiety or like bipolar Mm -hmm. disorder or like whatever it may be that you're struggling with like I don't like I want I don't want people to see me differently. And I'm like
2: That's Okay, that, like
1: yeah. I that's a totally valid fear. But also, if those people choose to see you differently because of that stuff, then I don't they think don't, they're, they're your they're, real friends they're in not the your first place friends, and they don't deserve to be. Here no, that, absolutely not.
0: Uh it's kind of the, you know, how does that saying go with uh, if you're not there for me doing my worst you don't yeah. deserve my best yeah uh, it's definitely that Absolutely. and that was a innate fear that I had
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, after after everything uh, I I I do remember I uh, I deleted everything um, mm-hmm. I deleted Facebook I deleted Instagram I deleted everything mm-hmm. uh, and I just like shout out people because I didn't want anyone to see me like how I was yeah and I wasn't ready for it yeah you know? um, all I had was like yeah I might even you know, I'm great. Very uh, grateful to say all I had was my family. Mm. Um like I, I didn't talk to. Anyone. I was, I was too. T- I was mortified. Yeah. Of my friends and you know everyone seeing me mm. how I was and I guess that you know maybe that's a blight on me. You know, yeah. uh, thinking that you know I don't trust them. I didn't give them. I didn't give them enough credit. Mm-hmm. And then I go to my friends and I called up. But when I, was out the ho- I, when I got out the hospital, I called up my friends and uh, my old roommates, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, hey, man, uh, uh, I got my phone back. And I had, like, all these missed calls. Because I was in yeah. there for a week. I was gone for a week. And I called them back one night. And I was like, hey, yeah, we, uh, just haven't heard from you in a while. Make sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. I was in the hospital for a while. And it, was mm-hmm. like, and it seemed like they knew something was mm-hmm. up and because they were like, okay cool were you in the hospital because of like were you like sick or is it something that you did
2: Uh.
0: and I was like and I was honest and I said it was something that I did and they were like okay and like they're a couple they're married and Mm -hmm. uh, they were like okay well are you okay now and I was just like I think so Mm -hmm. and they were like well we need to hang out and you know we can talk about it yeah do whatever, you know, whatever right. you want to do. And they were just open and they were just like That's welcoming awesome. and I was just like got the phone, I just wanted to cry cuz I was just right. like Gosh, I have such good friends. You know, I am really grateful y- for you yeah. guys. Yeah, you know? and
1: it's like kind of like a sigh of relief when, you know, huge sigh of relief, yeah. when you you know, you're, you're op- again, mm-hmm. you're open to those people about what happened and they don't react negatively to it. Mm-hmm. Cuz then you're like Okay, mm-hmm. like I, ha- I, yeah. st- I still have people that care and you that still are still there for me, care. you know, like, and that's really helpful. And
0: I think that that's also a big point is that you may feel like you have no one. Yeah. And, but Yeah. You do. You really exactly. do. And I, I, I sh- want to tell people that, like, you do. Right. Even when you don't think you have anybody, you have oh, someone. Oh,
1: absolutely, because when the moments where I was struggling with depression uh, along with everything that I was going through after my relationship um yeah it was this weird feeling where you're like I don't have anyone Mm -hmm. no one understands where what's happening with me Mm -hmm. I feel like I just don't have anyone to turn to but in reality, there were so many people rooting for me, and I just yeah. didn't realize it, and I didn't yeah. see it at the time. And that's the that's the crazy part about mm. mental health, is that that's what a lot of times happens as a side effect of what you're going through is you yeah. don't see the support system that is like rooting for you in the background a lot of times, yeah. and that can be so insane and so like. It's humbling. Even Humbling to realize when you do finally see it mm-hmm. that you're like, Wow, like I actually wasn't alone the whole time I was going through this. Um yeah, you're so really not you just need to try your best not to push people away even when you feel like pushing them away. I because really, those people they honestly they, wanna help. They you. do
0: care. They do care. If they're there they do care. Yeah. Um when so my first visit when uh first visiting hours i wasn't expecting anything i was mm-hmm. like expecting mm-hmm. my mom and my dad mm-hmm. or whatever and um you know just that's it they didn't they didn't bring my sister because my sister uh, she was like 16 15 yeah so she was like we don't they didn't bring her right. of course but and yeah um but i got out to the hall and everything like that and uh there were so many people that were there to see me mm. that they all couldn't come in at once wow. And I just like, I didn't cry, but I was just like,
1: yeah. I felt like I didn't just, des- I was yeah. overwhelmed.
0: I didn't deserve it. I just, yeah. I was just flabbergasted. I was mm-hmm. blown away. You know, like my moms came to see me. My roommates came to see me. My friends, my brother, um, everyone had came to see me. And yeah. uh, you know, like my my roommates gave me some comics to read, and uh, it was great. That's and awesome. um, it, it and that was my my whole entire. S- everyone had my back. Yeah. And it was just it was so humbling mm. and I just like wanted to, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what to say, I was speechless. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, more people here and I was like, more people? And it was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah we can only stay hilarious. for so long because there's so many people here to see you and it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, but mm-hmm. like, you do have people that, that, that are there yeah. that care for you. You do Absolutely. have people that are there that have your back even when you don't think. Even yeah. when you're, you're lowest of lows, you may think that you don't have anybody. But yeah. you do. All you have to do is just all you have to do is, you know, just reach out and yeah. you know and
1: and you know on on the side note with that like if you're someone looking in on the outside at someone in your life that's struggling with something you need to be as sensitive as possible to that yeah. um and just to even just strangers, to be honest, like working in the coffee industry, like you, you can definitely attest to this as well, that like mm. they're, they're, you know, we've had our fair share of like great customers and like just flat out rude ones, you know, sometimes yeah. you're just like, what's their deal? You know,
2: Yeah.
1: and once I started dealing with my own issues, you know, with mental health, I started to become more sensitive or more willing to be patient with people like that who were who you know your first reaction usually would be like what's their deal like you start seeing them in a different light you're like well wait a minute like mm. that was rude but like also what if they're going through something you exactly. know exactly and like yeah. just kind of giving them a chance to like you know not not prove themselves but be like all right well yeah i'm not gonna get mad at them yeah because i i I don't know what what their day's been like. I don't know what you know what might have happened to them before they came in, um, or what they what might be going, going into through. after you know mm-hmm. they leave. And so I am gonna choose to not be upset with them about it. And before I would have de- definitely just written them off and be like, that's Listen, so that's, rude. Like why would you do that? You know? know, like yeah. And the reason why I became so much more sensitive to other people um, around me was because i became one of those people at some point you know that would just i would just lose it sometimes you know i'd be at work or i'd be somewhere in you know public or at school or whatever and i would just like something would snap in me and i would like say something that i didn't mean Mm -hmm. and so then i'd have to be like oh my gosh i'm so sorry I really i did not mean to say that like that just came off so rude or like I just, you know, that, like, my tone of voice was definitely Definitely. (laughs) not cool just now. And, like, I did not mean to, like, sound upset at you. I was not upset at you. Like, I'm more so frustrated with myself right now, you know. And so just, like, when I had found myself in a situation where I felt like I had to explain myself Mm -hmm. to people and my reactions and just, in general, like, feeling like I didn't have control over my reactions, Mm -hmm. I became more sensitive to people Around me and that's one thing I want to encourage people to do is like if you yourself don't struggle with mental health and even if you do just in general just give people a chance before you write them off Um, because you never know yeah you never know why they reacted the way they did and what they're going through
0: right because I used to be like that as well you know, someone will come in, and like, what can I get for you? And like, two coffees to go, or whatever. Yeah. And they used to say, like, just make me so upset with whatever. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or that's just a small example or something. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't know what that person's going Absolutely. through. Absolutely. They could be, you know, it was in their home or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, so I try not, you know, I yeah. just try to take it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and just, you know, like, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. And if you're not, I'm sorry. Just, and it Yeah, will be
1: react with kindness, react with positivity and, and maybe maybe <laughs> that will, you know, actually like you know, s- c ca- cause a spark in their mind and be like, Wow, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was really nice of them or like, you know, You're the first person that's been nice yeah, to me today. It, you, know, mm-hmm. so you never know. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so important, um because of that, to yeah. be sensitive to to other people. Um now again, like there is a difference between someone just being flat out, like a j- flat rude. out jerk, you yeah. know, like and like being rude because of something that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is definitely a, a limit and a boundary there. Um, but yeah,
0: I think so. Um, definitely, I definitely do agree with that. So, like, wrapping up, yeah, uh, what. Kind of what message would you want to give to anyone right now that's struggling with any type of mental mm-hmm. illness depression yeah. anxiety
1: um, so something that I've personally like encouraged myself to do um over you know my time working through my anxiety and whatnot because I still have it, you know it's just a little more. Not contained, but, like, I've learned to cope with it in a more healthy way. And just some of the things that I've personally done for myself is, um, like, don't be afraid to say no uh, or just take time to be with yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed and just, like, super anxious or stressed about something. Like, give yourself a little breather. Like, just go out clear your mind Meditate, like, maybe. yeah <laughs> just whatever works for you mm-hmm. to help you find that like s- like centered or peaceful like state of mind like find whatever that is and make sure you incorporate that into your day
2: yeah
1: it helps a ton like mm-hmm. if you're a spiritual person if you're a religious person that might be what you turn to um if that is like just taking a walk or like Listening to some music that really just calms you down, or like whatever, yeah, just find that thing and like incorporate that into your day, and like also yeah, so like just like hobbies, like anything, like whatever you know could might be your outlet. Like I for me kickboxing, yeah, (laughs) I found (laughs) like I found kickboxing through this whole process, and I did not you think I was ever going to like be someone who would enjoy kickboxing, but you find out a lot about what helps you, you know, be more centered and be more calm when you go through this process. And see so yeah, like physical activities like can be super stress related. Almost
0: anything. It's Play a video game. Really awesome. You know, like chess, yeah. Do something. Those are some yeah. of the things that I do. And yeah. I think
1: the above all the most important thing that I think we've already touched on is just like do just have Whatever that group of people might be, big or small, just mm-hmm. have a support system. Do not do this on your own. Like I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that I'm gonna it stress okay. the most. Just it's okay to reach do out. not stre- mm-hmm. do not do this on your own. There are mm-hmm. there are times where you you can you know give yourself space and it's like I just need to be alone right mm-hmm. now, but don't make that a habit. Yeah. Don't make that a habit. Of, Every day I need to be alone. Yeah. Like. No, that's <laughs> actually gonna, <laughs> no, make it it's gonna make it worse. <laughs> yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, find those people in your life that mm-hmm. are good okay. for you. Yeah. That's the important thing. It's
0: okay to reach out for help. I think that's like, if anything, that's my two cents. It's yeah. definitely okay to reach out yeah. for help and, and to acknowledge. Make sure
1: that. those people that are in that circle are not bad influences on you.
0: you can I trust, think them.
1: that, yeah, that you can trust that can center you in moments where you don't feel like you have control over yourself. Mm-hmm that you can call those people and they can get you back to that like mm-hmm. that centered point, you know. Even if um.
0: they can even live across the country. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in different state, different city, yeah. next door. Uh, just mm-hmm. surround yourself with just positive people. Yes. I think that's yes. that's a good that's a good one. Yes. Um, yeah. well thank you Elizabeth mm-hmm. so much. This has been very enlightening yes, and definitely. Uh, um really enjoyed this so much. More than you know, trust me. Um, Yeah. uh, Thank you for everyone that's listening, of course, uh, to another episode. Um, I will uh, provide the... uh, Jesus, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I will provide the the, phone numbers for the Suicide Prevention Hotline as well as the Mental Health Hotline in the uh, description below. And as always, take care, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.
1: Bye.